What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through the top waiver wire targets at every single position heading into week 16 of the NFL season. So my top running back, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end, and defensive pickups. These are all going to be players or teams that are rostered in 40% or fewer leagues using the ESPN waiver wire. And all these players or teams are going to be geared towards winning now in week 16. So we're no longer targeting the handcuffs at the running back position for the most part. We're not trying to get the guys to break out later in the season. It is win now at this point. These are going to be players who could potentially plug into your lineup here heading into week 16. So let's just dive right into it. We're going to start off with the running back position. And the first guy I'm going to talk about here is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's rostered in 32.3% of leagues. We did see that split with him and Jarek McKinnon again with Isaiah Pacheco missing another week. You're going to see with these running backs, the health of the starter is definitely going to play a key role here. So for Clyde, he had a 62% snap share, a 44% route participation. So he did take a bigger chunk of the backfield. He took 13 of the 17 running back carries, and it was also targeted four times. So he had 37 rushing yards, four receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown. And I think he's a guy who's definitely playable if um, Isaiah Pacheco ends up missing week 16. We got like the first glimpse of this split in week uh, 14. We got it again here in week 15. And it seems like CEH is definitely more of the viable option at this point. Now, the next guy here is going to be Zamir White, rostered in 7.3% of leagues. And he put together a really nice game with no Josh Jacobs on Thursday night. He had a 70% snap share, 57% route participation, which I think was pretty encouraging. He took 17 out of the 25 running back carries, was targeted four times, 69 rushing yards, had a rushing touchdown, caught three passes for 16 yards. So an overall solid workload. Not sure if that Raiders offense is going to look as good as it did on Thursday night, but definitely a viable RB3 option if Josh Jacobs um, ends up missing another week. Now we're going to be pivoting over to the Colts and this Colts running back room definitely up in the air at this point. I just wanted to talk about Trey Sermon. He's rostered in just above 1% of leagues, 1.6% ownership. And we've seen Jonathan Taylor miss the last three games. There's no guarantee he's back here in week 16. And then Zach Moss was the guy who had stepped up. He had been the workhorse um, with JT out of the lineup and kind of underperformed in week 13 and week 14. But it looked like in week 15, he was lined up to have a big game, but he leaves Saturday's game with a right arm injury. He does not return. And then we pretty much see Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson split the opportunities with Moss out. So Sermon played on 30 snaps, Goodson played 18, Sermon ran nine routes to uh, Goodson six. Goodson did lead in targets with two compared to zero for Sermon, uh, but Sermon outcarried him 18 to 10. And then Sermon also saw the only two goal line snaps. So based on the usage that we did see on Saturday, I'd view Trey Sermon as the better option moving forward. And I do think he could be playable if uh, JT and Moss end up missing here in week 16. Now, the next running back mentioned his backfield mate. Um, this is going to be Jarek McKinnon, rostered in 36.8% of leagues. McKinnon was used primarily as the third down back, and we actually saw CEH overtake him in terms of the goal line snaps. Kind of the redeeming quality we saw from McKinnon in week 14 was that even though he had a smaller workload than CEH, he was the guy who got the goal line touch, which led to a touchdown. That is not the way things played out here in week 15. So he definitely seems like the second option to CEH. He still ended up scoring uh, 16.2 PPR points because he caught a touchdown pass and then also threw a touchdown pass on like kind of a trick play near the goal line. But four carries, three targets in back-to-back -back weeks, that type of usage isn't super encouraging. He has ended up coming through and I don't think he's the worst option, 
but I would hope you'd have you know something better here in week 16 in the uh, semifinals. And then the final running back here, someone who could potentially be playable if you're desperate, Roshan Johnson, rostered in 23.5% of leagues. This Bears backfield definitely stayed a three-headed committee. There were three guys involved, but Roshan was actually the leader this week. It was Deonta Foreman in uh, week 14. But Roshan Johnson had a 51% snap share, 47% route participation. He took six of the seven running back targets, and then the carries were spread out. He had five. Foreman and Herbert each had six. So the carries are definitely split. I would definitely prefer to not have Roshan Johnson in my lineup. But like I said, if you're super, super desperate, injuries, you know, whatever it is, he could be somewhat playable just given the fact that he could lead this uh, Bears backfield. And then I do still think there may be some value in rostering a handcuff option. Um, but it would pretty much just be if you have someone on your bench that you just know is not going to be someone starting in your lineup. Like say you have some random wide receiver who's like your fourth in line to get on the flex where like even after a couple injuries, they still wouldn't crack your lineup. At that point, maybe you pick up a handcuff because the upside is greater there. But I mean, you're playing for week 16, you're playing for week 17, the handcuff uh, running backs are kind of expiring at this point. So that's going to wrap it up for the running back position. Now pivoting over to the wide receivers. Now Noah Brown technically does not qualify for this video because he's rostered in 40.4% of leagues, but I did want to mention him just in case he was available in your league. So in a game with no Stroud, no Nico Collins, Noah Brown sees 11 targets, catches eight of them for 82 yards and a touchdown. Think if CJ Stroud is able to come back in week 16, Noah Brown is definitely an interesting fantasy option. And also, I think the health of Nico Collins could play a big role here also. If CJ Stroud comes back and Nico Collins is not available, I think Noah Brown would be a very, very solid wide receiver three play. You could even make an argument for like wide receiver two territory. If Nico Collins is back and CJ Stroud is back, then I still think he's playable. You're probably not as excited. But Noah Brown is definitely someone who could end up cracking your lineup if uh, CJ Stroud's able to give it a go. Then we're going to have Joshua Palmer rostered in just under 20% of leagues. I think Palmer's only somewhat playable if Keenan Allen misses another week. Um, I know the Chargers look pretty terrible on Thursday Night Football, but Palmer did actually produce in his first game off of IR, four receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown. So like I said, if Keenan Allen's playing, you don't love it, but maybe he misses another week and he becomes relevant. Then we're going to have Zay Jones rostered in 33.5% of leagues. It came out that Trevor Lawrence suffered a concussion, which if he ends up missing time, is definitely not good news for uh, Zay Jones here. And he hasn't really done anything crazy fantasy-wise over the past three games, but the opportunities have definitely been there ever since Christian Kirk went down. He's been targeted eight, 14, and eight times over the uh, past three weeks. And it's just kind of been tough matchups, right? Last two weeks, going up against the Browns and the Ravens defense, that's tough. Um, he has a much softer week 16 matchup going up here against this uh, Buck secondary. So if Trevor Lawrence can clear concussion protocol, I do think Zay Jones could be relevant as like a wide receiver three option flex play in your lineups. Um, if Lawrence is not healthy, does not clear concussion protocol, then you probably don't feel great uh, playing Zay Jones. And then the final wide receiver here is going to be Demario Douglas, rostered in 29.3% of leagues. It really wasn't a great game back for him. Um, was targeted five times, caught three of them for 33 yards. Prior to missing the two games with a concussion, Douglas had put together three straight double-digit PPR point games. So he was on a nice roll. You know, potentially that injury kind of stalled him at this point. Is he going to crack your lineup in week 16 or week 17? Who knows, but 
you could do worse than uh, Demario Douglas off the waiver wire. Now, pivoting over to the quarterback position, the way the quarterback position has played out this season, I definitely think people could be in the market for a uh, streaming option. So starting off here with Jake Browning, rostered in 36.7% of leagues, three straight really impressive games, 18 plus fantasy points in each of those. Um, He's averaging 318 passing yards a game over that stretch. And, you know, hopefully Jamar Chase is able to give it a go. You would definitely feel a lot better about Browning if Chase was healthy. Um, But if he can play Chase, Higgins, Boyd, you know, a solid supporting cast here for Jake Browning, who is playing some really nice football. Then we're going to have Joe Flacco. Talked about him last week, running it back here, rostered in 11.1% of leagues. Now, I played him in my home league, and I was, you know, watching that uh, scoreboard. It was not looking great early on, um, but he ended up coming around, uh, scored over 16 points, which he's done in each of his last three games, his three starts this season. So three straight nice fantasy performances. He's accounted for at least two touchdowns in all three of those games. Um, And then the Texans' Week 16 matchup, not overly concerning here for uh, Joe Flacco. And then the final quarterback I'm going to talk about here is Gardner Minshew, rostered in 15.5% of leagues. He has scored 14 or more points in each of his last four games. Hasn't had a super high, you know, crazy ceiling, but he's had a decent floor, not a terrible matchup against the Falcons in uh, week 16. I would think, you know, Pittman should be healthy if you're firing up Gardner Minshew. Minshew without his number one, probably don't feel great about it. Hopefully, uh, Michael Pittman's going to be back in the lineup for week 16. Now, looking at the tight end position, only have two tight ends for you at this point. Last week, we saw a big game out of Hunter Henry. To be completely honest, I kind of thought it was fluky. Um, He had three receptions for 40 yards, two touchdowns. He comes back in week 15, puts together another big game, seven receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown. What I liked about his production this week is that he was commanding more volume, which gives him a more solid weekly floor. I think at this point, he's definitely playable, especially as a streaming option. It seems like Bailey Zappi is going to go to him pretty consistently, especially in the red zone. So if he's out there, would definitely be interested in him if you're struggling at the tight end position. And then the next guy is going to be Tucker Craft, pretty widely available, only rostered in 3.3% of leagues. He's pretty much stepped into that Luke Musgrave role, but is producing pretty much better than we saw Musgrave do. So we had a 95% raw participation that is great usage, was targeted six times caught four of them for 57 yards and a touchdown. He has back-to-back games with double-digit PPR points and uh, 55 or more yards in both of those matchups. So someone who, you know, could be more available in your leagues. And then finally, looking at the defenses, some decent streaming options here. We have the Broncos rostered in 14.7% of leagues going up against the Patriots. I understand they had a terrible defensive showing going up against the Lions, but going from the Lions offense to the Patriots offense is definitely a very steep falloff. Then we have the Bengals rostered in 16% of leagues, not a horrible defense, and the Steelers offense is pretty horrible, so like the matchup there. We have the Bears rostered in 9.6% of leagues. The Cardinals are definitely not, you know, pushover offensively, but this Bears defense has been really legit since the trade deadline. They've been very impressive over the last few weeks, so I think they're a viable option. Then we have the Commanders a defense that is definitely not good, um, only rostered in 5.1% of leagues, but they're going up against the atrocious Jets offense. They look terrible in uh, week 15. Zach Wilson's hurt. If Zach Wilson's not playing, this team just completely falls apart and they're not really great when he's in there. So even with a bad defense like the commanders, I still think the Jets offense makes them a viable option. And then we have the Seahawks rostered at 19.4% of leagues. We'll see about the health of Will Levis. Um, 
kind of got his leg tangled up kind of it was kind of gnarly um after the game he said he was good but who knows how that looks they might want to protect their uh, franchise quarterback you know heading into week 16 so the seahawks could be a viable play so that's going to wrap it up for some of my top waiver wire targets here in week 16 Hopefully you can, you know, pick up a guy or two here or a team here to plug into your lineup or just kind of bolster your bench. Uh, hopefully you guys go out there, get the W in week 16, and then get ready to bring home the championship in week 17. So thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.